What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Fantastic Reviews. I am your host Logan Austin, aka the one and only JLo Fantastic. Oh man, you might have heard of my other podcast, Inside the Crazy Ant Farm, where each week we deep dive into the latest news that's coming out of Hollywood, interview celebrity guests, box office predictions, our top five segment, which we're encouraging fans to come join us along on that show for our top five segment. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. So if you guys want to reach out to Dustin or myself about being on our top five segment, please reach out at our social media handles on Twitter or Instagram. That would be a whole lot of fun. And plus, we have the word of the day. It's just so freaking crazy, guys. Come join us along. Come tune in. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Follow us everywhere, by the way. And, of course, this show, spoiler filled, okay? I just want to let you know at first so you're not thrown off. But it is a spoiler-filled show. Now let's get started. Now this week's list of things I'm going to be reviewing, I have one streaming movie, and I have one theatrical release. I have a trailer, and then we're also going to be reviewing a album. So it's going to be spread all across the industry this week. So let's get started with our first thing, Mowgli, The Legend of the Jungle, the new Netflix movie that just came out on Friday. So the story follows the young upbringing of the human child, Mowgli, raised by a pack of wolves in in the jungle of India. As he learns the often harsh rules of the jungle under the crazy bear, Baloo and up the Black Panther Bagheera, Mowgli becomes accepted by the animals of the jungle as one of their own, except for one, Shere Khan. But there may be more greater dangers lurking outside of the jungle. Mowgli faces his human origins. Ooh, man. I'm going to be honest with you. The story gets better as it progresses, but if you're looking for the lighthearted jungle book, like you know that you watched back in the day, or at least I watched back in the day, you're not going to get it. This is a very dark interpretation of it. Bagheera is still the same character type. He, you know, like the responsible big brother figure that's always trying to watch out for Mowgli as he's getting raised by the wolves. But Baloo is not the bare necessities blue that we all know and love he is more like a teacher like i said just trying to teach him about the jungle what to do what not to do and what to how to be accepted by everyone else but of course he's still like caring for Mowgli. he's still a parental figure shere khan who was played by benedict cumberbatch who was portrayed really good in my opinion he did a really good job with this character the thing that was weird about Shere Khan was he had a bad paw which made him have a limp in this movie and they never really explained it Uh, so that was a little confusing I never understood why and his minion was a hyena now correct me if I'm wrong for anyone who else is listening but I don't think Shere Khan ever had a minion that was a hyena. I remember some birds, I believe, but I do not remember any hyenas. So I felt like that was a little weird. Great casting. Like I said, Benedict was Shere Khan. Christian Bale was Bagheera. Kate Blanchett was Ka. And Andy Serkis was Baloo. Which I thought that was a little weird. Like, yeah, bro, you're directing. But I, I did not... The Scottish accent, I feel like, was weird for Baloo. But like I said, I wanted a more lovable character. Bare necessities. Bare necessities. Simple bare necessities. Yeah, that's what I was looking for, but I did not get that. But that's okay. That's okay. 
Yeah, what, like I said, I guess what I was really looking for in this live-action feel-good Jungle Book, like the one that uh, Disney did a while back, John Favreau's Jungle Book, which was pretty freaking awesome. And John Favreau's pretty freaking awesome. He's like Disney's golden boy right now. We talk about this all the time on Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Like, he's done so many things for them right now. Like, the Lion King movie, he just did some, or he's doing some Star Wars stuff. And, of course, Iron Man. It's insane. This actually was a Warner Brothers film at first, and then they sold it to Netflix. Because I actually remember watching a trailer for this film in the theaters like i know i've seen like an adam sandler netflix movie in the theaters before but then at the end it didn't say netflix it said warner brothers so it was really weird to see it come over to netflix i wonder what that was about i wonder if it had something to do with a merger or i don't know just a lot of craziness that's going on in the industry but i mean the tomato meter gives this one a 55 and the audience gives it a 68 i i see both points the 55 i see the point on the filmmaker side and the 68 i see the audience side so difference of opinions for i mean you go to movies for different reasons it matters what you're looking for but as as a movie goer and as a movie consumer i give this one a three out of five but if i was judging it as a filmmaker eh, more like a two out of five to be honest just because i felt like the cgi could have been better the story could have been a little better but all all around it kept getting better as the story progressed so it warmed up i liked it towards the end but i'm not i don't think a lot of people will like it so it's you have to watch it for yourself to give your own opinions for it. So, good luck. I I enjoyed it. It was pretty good to me. So, 3 out of 5, Mowgli, The Legend of the Jungle. Go watch it. Go stream it. Alright, the next one on the list is Front Runner, Hugh Jackman's latest one. This one's about an American senator, Gary Hart's presidential campaign in 1988, which was derailed when he was caught in a scandalous love affair. Oh man, I now I personally don't remember this because I was not born then, but Dustin says the picture that surfaced first wasn't even mentioned in this movie. So that's kind of strange. The main like part of their proof of him in the scandal that wasn't even in the film. So I thought that was a little weird. Like they did show in the movie that the media had proof of him with other females of photos but they never showed the one specific photo or they never reenacted the one specific photo which was really odd if everything came back to this photo why are you not portraying that in the film about this situation great cast like i said hugh jackman jk simmons our buddy spencer garrett who we had on inside the crazy ant farm podcast for an interview and we met him out in LA at the America 2.0 panel so it was really awesome to get to see him on the big screen doing what he does and looking sharp doing it. I gotta say the directing and cinematography of this film was fantastic. I like the way it moved. I like the way it progressed like when it was a fast-paced talking situation in a campaign meeting like it was so smooth the camera movement between person to person and focus with whoever's talking it was really good with that but i do feel like the studio should have did a little bit better marketing for this film the the release date was like right before thanksgiving but honestly it should have been right before the elections just earlier in november 
because that would have made much more sense. I do. I just don't understand the before Thanksgiving one. It was like Thanksgiving weekend, I believe. So it was. Eh, it's a little weird. I wonder if just the studio already had another film coming out, or what was that about? The pacing at the beginning was a little slow for the movie too, but it wasn't too bad because I'm a huge pacing guy. So it wasn't that bad, but it, you could tell a little bit. Rotten Tomatoes has not yet given this one a score, so IMDb gives this one a 6.6 .6 out of 10. Uh, I, I'd agree with that. I give this one a 4 out of 5. Uh, I mean, it's a really good film. And if you like politics, you'll definitely like this film. But they do, like, flop, switch watch things from the original story, what happened in real life. This is a based on a true story, true event, so it's pretty crazy to see all this happen, especially since I wasn't alive from it and didn't know this story at all. So, like I said, I give this one a 4 out of 5. It was pretty good, pretty good. I definitely recommend to go watch it. The Front Runner with Hugh Jackman. Alright, alright, alright. It is time to review the new Avengers trailer part 2 of Infinity War, which we have now learned that it's going to be Avengers Endgame. Oh my gosh, which, if anybody remembers from the F Infinity War, Doctor Strange says we're in the Endgame now, so you should have picked it up right there, especially if you're a comic book person, because that's where I picked it up, or at least that's where Dustin picked it up and then told me about it. <laughs> um, well, first off, it starts with Tony Stark in outer space, it looks like, sending a message to Pepper Potts just somewhere, and then it cuts to a clip with Thanos's armor hanging on what looks like a scalecrow thing, and it cuts to a hand going through like a meadow which looks like Thanos' hand with uh, no gauntlet on it, no gauntlet. Then it shows Captain America still in the Nomad suit, but he doesn't have his beard, so he might be going back and forth between Captain America and Nomad trying to figure out his place. But we have learned, or at least we all saw Chris Evans' emotional message on social media saying that he's going to be done with the character after this movie, but the Russo brother has have not yet ruled him out for future projects. So that is very exciting. It also shows Hawkeye as Ronan, who, if some of you guys do not know, Ronan is Hawkeye after his family gets killed. So that's going to be really interesting. And Dustin and I have been predicting, because I don't know if anyone else has seen, Catherine Langford, who most of you know her from 13 Reasons Why, was cast in the new Avengers movie. And now we think that she's going to be the new Hawkeye. So that's really exciting, because she's an amazing actress. And, of course, at the end, Paul Rudd's there with the van that he got stuck in the quantum realm in at the end of Ant-Man 2. So I, I really think that the quantum realm is going to have a lot to do with this and time travel because they're going to go back and forth. I don't know if you guys saw last year before the even a first Infinity War came out, they did a on-set clip was posted on social media and it looked like the heroes were in their original costumes from the first avengers ever so eh, what's that mean are they going to be time traveling in this one? Ooh, it's, it's pretty exciting it's pretty exciting cannot wait to see what happens now this trailer is the most watched trailer of all time which it just beat 
the last film. It beat Infinity Wars trailer. So it's crazy how Marvel is just on this roll. Superhero movies are so big right now. It's insane. Everyone loves them, which I, I'm i going to be honest about it. I wasn't a comic book person. I came in for the films, and I've just fell, fallen in love. Like I'm all about it now. But yes, this trailer is so freaking awesome. I give it a 5 out of 5. If you have not seen it yet, go add to that viewer count. Look it up on YouTube. Avengers Infinity War in-game trailer. Oh my gosh, guys. You will not be disappointed. I cannot wait until we see it. I believe it comes out in April. So go check out the trailer and stay tuned until April, guys. Switching it up a little bit. I always save the music for last because I'm a music guy. I'm going to be reviewing Meek Mill's championship album. This is his fourth studio album by the American rapper, Philadelphia rapper, I should say. It was released November 30th by Atlanta Records. It follows his Legends of Summer EP that was released earlier in 2018, which was after his other album, Wins and Losses, that was released in 2017. Now, man, this freaking album includes some crazy guest appearances by, like, Cardi B, Kodak Black, 21 Savage, Jeremiah, P&B Rock, Fabulous Future, Young Thug, Jay-Z, Rick Ross, Drake, so many freaking more. It is insane how many people came along to help me with this project. Now, this is, I believe this is the first album that he dropped since being released from jail. And that was from violating probation for popping a willy on like a music video set, which don't even get me started. I, I, and I guess there's been some uh, judge issues. Like I guess she's been trying to, she's been doing some shady shit as well. So that that whole legal situation is kind of a mess. I'm not even gonna lie, but he's been on like huge television networks, huge news stations talking about the situation and bringing more shining more light to the situation so shit can get resolved and shit can get handled but in my opinion man this album was freaking fantastic i love the feature with drake i love the feature with jay-z jay-z had some shit to say on this album especially about kanye if y'all have not heard that one y'all need to go listen but The length of this album was like 69 minutes, Eh, pretty reasonable, pretty reasonable, and like I said before on here, I kind of get bored with like an hour-long project. This one was alright, it was pretty decent, it kept me entertained most of the time, but it looks like a lot of other critic reviews have been going over pretty well for him as well. The Clash gave them an 8 out of 10, Exclaim gave him a 9 out of 10. The album seems to be going over pretty well, and I'm guessing the record numbers the record sold numbers are doing well so like i said i really enjoyed this album if you're a huge hip-hop buff or a true hip-hop buff please go listen he's not one of these younger artists who doesn't have any talent this dude has some talent he has flow he has lyrical ability he's probably one of the best in the game i must say and speaking going back to the feature speaking of the fabulous feature it's really insane to think about how much Big Sean sounds like Fabulous. I just now put that together. I don't know if anyone else has noticed that, but I mean, I could be wrong. So you guys go listen to Fabulous and then go listen to Big Sean. It, it kind of flows the same. So I, I don't know. I don't know. But like, but getting back to the championship album, I really enjoyed it. If you like hip hop, like I said, go 
listen to it, stream it, Apple Music, anywhere you get your music. Four out of five, definitely worth it. Yay. All right, that is it for our show today, guys. Thank you for coming along. Oh my gosh, this is just so much freaking fun. I loved everything that I had to review this week, to be honest. Everything was worth it. Like, at least for me. You guys need to go look at it, watch it, stream it, listen to it, to give your own opinions, and then let me know what you think. Reach out to me on social media, JLoFantastic on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me while you're there. Of course, follow Crazy Ant and Inside the Crazy Ant Farm at Crazy Ant on Twitter and Crazy underscore Ant underscore Films on Instagram. And just come get crazy with us on Inside the Crazy Ant Farm, man. It's just a whole lot of fun. We're going to be interviewing Mr. Feeney this week. That's going to be the next episode that's coming out. Episode 45 of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm will have the one and only William Daniels and his wife Bonnie Bartlett on there. Oh my gosh such an amazing interview please go tune into that but thank you for tuning into this podcast i really appreciate you guys stay crazy my friends deuces